0: welcome to the 153rd episode of the Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology for Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Ander. How are you doing, Roger? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, Roger, it's been a while since we talked C-Band, and we just heard some news from Verizon about their C-Band deployment, which also implicitly involves the rest of the industry.
1: Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, so the final two satellite providers cleared early out of the C-band spectrum and the FCC certified that. And that meant or means that the initial cohabitation, mostly with Verizon and AT&T, where Verizon had 60 megahertz in in the markets that were cleared, first the top 46 and then like 30, 40 more markets, where Verizon had 60 and typically AT&T had 40, that cohabitation is over, and now everybody can live in the spectrum that they bought. And that means Verizon has now at least 140 megahertz nationwide in C-band. Up to 200, yeah. In some of the rural markets up to 200 for a national average of 161 megahertz. And this essentially puts them on par with T-Mobile, which has somewhere between 140 and 160 megahertz in their markets. They're currently still a little bit hobbled in rural markets because the FCC made the decision that even though that T Mobile won the rural 2.5 gigahertz markets, and I think they paid for them even. But that because the spectrum authority has run out, they couldn't give it to them, which puts T Mobile at a disadvantage through no fault of their own. and, And we have to wait for either the FCC to change their mind or for Congress to give them spectrum authority back. Right? But this means for the time being, Verizon can be roaring with their full bandwidth. And they made the announcement that the existing customers will see these upgrades coming through in the next couple of days and weeks, with probably just a small software upgrade on on the phone, if they even need that. And the implication is Verizon didn't wait to put antennas up where they knew that they won their spectrum with building the antennas so that they're able to turn it on day one. And so we saw it already from several people on Twitter and on Reddit that do speed tests that we see like 600, 700, 800 megabits per second, really massive speeds. And the joke continues that the only place where you see the speed is actually in speed test. But nevertheless, this is massive bandwidth. And especially for FWA, this is like a game changer,
0: right? Well, I was, I was going to say, I mean, I think the other kind of real real world use case beyond speed tests for, for mid-band spectrum at this point is FWA. Up until this point, you know, we, we track... Folks who have FWA in, in our, our research. And we had seen predominantly that, that Verizon was was sourcing their FWA customers from very urban markets. And because of those top 46 markets, plus the additionally cleared earlier markets, it added up to 70 markets total. Almost half of their subs were coming from urban areas. Well, yeah, more. Or more, yeah. Now the gloves are off, right? They will have a FWA capability using that high speed mid band all over the country. And in particular, you know, you know you, you mentioned in rural or upper midwest areas where they have up to two hundred megahertz, that's prime area for FWA because it's very unlikely you'll ever run into any sort of spectrum constraints. Yeah,
1: and with two hundred megahertz, they can offer gigabit service pretty reliably. So it's really exciting for T-Mobile. It's very exciting for AT&T as well, because now they have their own spectrum. And their dual-mode radios that can run both 3.45 and C-band spectrum, which sits right next to it, right, should be coming soon as well. So we will see also significant increases in speeds from AT&T. And... Let's not forget, T-Mobile also bought C-band Spectrum. So they have now access to this as well. And U.S. Cellular bought some, you know. So everybody should be better off now that the satellite guys are off. And, you know, we should be grateful that this happened, what, almost five months early or four months early than, than they had to.
0: Christmas comes early for folks who like speed tests,
1: right? Yes, Christmas certainly comes early. Depending on how much spectrum and how much capacity Verizon and others are putting aside for FWA, it would make life harder for, you know, especially rural telcos and to a lesser extent for cable companies. Because the speed differential, and when you look at it, a lot of the, the entry-level home internet prices were like priced just faster than what, or or like 100 megabits faster than what FWA got, could offer. That bar, that hurdle has just been made higher, right?
0: Well, if the carriers decide to allocate spectrum to it, and I think, you know, one of the criticisms of FWA is that On a per-user basis, if you're charging $30 for a connection, which a lot of folks are if you're bundling, that's lower ARPU than you would get for a mobile subscriber, for example. Using a lot more capacity, right? So there's a financial consideration there. But there is no financial consideration. It's idle capacity.
1: Either you take $30.00. Or you get no money for it.
0: Well, it's idle capacity today. It's idle capacity. And it wouldn't be the first time that the carriers underestimated how much spectrum they need.
1: Yeah, and then they can take it away. They don't give a guarantee. But for them, it's like money that they find on the street. And the, the argument that, oh, this is such a lower le- yield makes only sense if you're in a capacity-constrained environment. And we have seen that the carriers, when they are capacity-constrained, ruthlessly prioritize mobile over fixed wireless. But when there is more than enough capacity, they'll give it to you on FWA just to stick it to the other guys who are needling them on on, on wireless net ads,
0: right? Yeah, my, my point is that there's a ceiling to how far FWA can go, right? And obviously, you know, something is better than nothing from a revenue perspective. But you you would expect on some level we'll start to hit the ceiling, you know, as, as we've said on the podcast before, in, in a couple years without more spectrum, right? Yeah, exactly. We've done the math. And we've done the analysis.
1: And... With just a build as usual, T Mobile and Verizon can hit their goals that they pronounce in time, if not a little bit early, if they just keep adding as much as they did fourth quarter twenty-two. If that's your run rate, they're gonna hit their goals when they said they would hit it, maybe even like slightly above before, and they have enough capacity for these four to five or seven to eight, depending on which carrier, right? Verizon or T-Mobile. And they have that capacity. And probably a little bit depends, maybe a little bit more. The big wild card is here, augmented reality, right? Video is the network killer. And if you have a an AR application that's using cellular data, that's running 8k, 12k or 10k video resolution. That will bring networks to its and, and it's mass adoption. Then this is a network killer, right? And FWA is the first
0: one that will feel it. Well we'll keep an eye on it though, but it's it's very exciting for all the all the network geeks out, out there. And I know you're one, I am too, to see the full, full promise of C band coming to life. Yeah, now there are no excuses anymore, right? Yep. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Roger.
1: Thank you.